0: Welcome to Happy House Families Podcast with your hosts, Morgan and Sandy. We are here to be an easy resource for families on the go and who aspire to create more joy within their families. Morgan is a special education teacher with a master's in education. Sandy is a consultant who also has her master's in education and has worked with families for over 20 years. Both of your hosts have a vast experience working with neurotypical and neurodiverse children. Welcome to the show. welcome to podcast number eight, Tips for the Distracted Child. I am your host Morgan and this is Sandy and welcome everyone. We're happy to have you with us today. Yes, Um, so I'm sure as everyone has noticed, uh, distraction is way up and we can pinpoint distraction to these fun little devices that all of us carry in our pockets. You're not
1: talking about my
0: iPhone. (laughs) (laughs) That is exactly what I am talking about. So here we want to give you tips uh, for what to do when your kid is too distracted or maybe even adults that are too distracted.
1: Exactly that is true because I know it happens. I think this is cross-generational Yes, I don't think it's just for children now that we're really like diving deep into it and you know exploring this But yes, we live in a society now where we're constantly being distracted with our iPhones with the news uh, Just the billboards everything there's just so much coming at us at once and we feel like we have to absorb and pay attention to all of it. Mm-hmm. And guess what? We actually don't mm-hmm. need to pay attention to all of it. Because I think what's happened is there's so much coming at us that we've learned to have shorter and shorter attention spans. Like recently, um, I heard that we as humans have a shorter attention span than a goldfish. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: That's crazy. Yeah, exactly. And I believe it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like if
1: something doesn't catch our attention within a couple of seconds, we're on to the next thing. Yes. Just because we live in such a crazy, we just live in a really overwhelming
0: yeah, like
1: time right now.
0: And we're also desensitized, too, because there's everything that they're hitting. It's a, the headlines, it's just nonstop. Exactly. So there are some tips that we have for distraction, because we all we are all distracted and we need to actively work on kind of getting better
1: exactly that's true so one of the things i've done for myself personally morgan Mm -hmm. is just meditating
0: yes so
1: there's a ton of apps out there and there's also a ton of apps for children for meditation as well so what i do is every morning before my feet hit the ground i meditate i guess. I either will do this with Alexa, I'll say Alexa, you know, play a guided meditation and she will. So I have like over sixteen hours now of guided meditation oh, wow. with Alexa. I know. Uh and I think I mentioned this app last time, Better Me. They have um, the whole breathing, how to calm your body down with breathing. And they also have a ton of meditations. Mm-hmm. So that is a really good way just to train your mind to focus in on one thing. And I think it's also important for children to do this as well.
0: I agree. I actually love, I meditate try and do it daily um, it's called this app is called insight timer and it's free and what I love about it is that there is a bunch of different categories so you can either do it for relaxation for stress for sleep it's kind of anything under the Sun Exactly. and also they have it by time so you can do zero to five minutes five to ten minutes etc so if you only have five minutes you can still find plenty of guided meditations they're easily accessible for everybody
1: very cool. Yes, and I know that, again, is using our devices, but in a useful way. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> that is true. Exactly. Um, and one of the things that I've done before is I took off um, off my phone things that distract me. And I know this is something that could be distracting for um, those of you listening with uh, pre-adolescence and adolescence mm-hmm. is like Facebook, Instagram. So taking those things off of their phone mm-hmm. will definitely keep them less distracted because everyone wants to see who's doing what who's wearing what uh, so they're jumping on Instagram Facebook and snapchat just to see what's happening so if you take that off of your phone and or your child's phone they won't be as distracted because social media is a time I personally think a time killer yes Um. so and I also have noticed with the older students that I'm working with that they can very easily go down a rabbit hole when they're on the social media platforms. Like, they think they're on there for three minutes, but really 40 minutes have gone by.
0: Yes, that's true. And sometimes you're maybe you're not going to get rid of all of the social media platforms that your child... adolescent is into. Um, So what you can do is, here's some other strategies, is that you can limit their time on it. So maybe they only have it for certain parts of the day. Um, Just because if you still want them to be connected and they don't want to be isolated from their friends, that is completely understandable. So but limiting their time, and I need to do this with myself sometimes too. I get down that rabbit hole and so I'll say okay for 10 minutes after dinner you can do this and just have a mindless activity and something like that for your setting up those rules for your kids are as well is something so that they can still have it but it's still limited exactly and I'm working
1: with the family right now and they actually take away their daughter's iPhone and iPad when it's dinner time oh that's a great idea so and they actually put it in their safe so to make sure she doesn't get her hands on it because dinnertime is sacred time for family to be together as well as after dinnertime getting ready for bed because she's noticed that her daughter will be in bed on social media to crazy hours just seeing what other people are doing so this is one thing that this particular family has done and mm-hmm. it's worked for them is the children turn in their iPhones when it's dinner time, and they get it the next day
0: Um, I think that is a great idea. Uh, We should be taking out the devices in the children's bedroom so that they don't have access to it overnight. There have been so many parents that have come to me uh, saying that their kids are super tired and I've noticed it uh, in the classroom. And then I ask, oh, do they have their tablets with them or their phones with them? And you can see that light bulb go off. Uh, because it may seem like the kids asleep, maybe they are, but then they wake up in the middle of the night and they're playing those video games. They're texting with their friends. And that, it it's creates a really bad cycle because that means that they're not sleeping well. That means they're going to be moody the next day. And so it's really important to kind of just get rid of the devices in the bedroom overnight. Exactly. Have an agreed upon place so they can get it the next day. Exactly. Then they end. Also, because of that, then they're not available to learn the next day at school, right? Yes, exactly. So
1: that totally makes sense. Yes, and I um, I, sometimes will not keep my phone in my bedroom at night just because of that as well.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, no, me too. I will put it in the other room just because I do get distracted. If I wake up in the middle of the night and I see the light go off, it's natural to want to go see what who's texting me, what's the notification. It's kind of like we're getting these dopamine Signals, yeah, these hits. It is, it's addictive. Like, there are plenty of studies, it is addictive. So, we really need to get it out, children and adults alike, of the bedroom.
1: Exactly, I totally agree. And I actually at one point took Facebook off my phone because I noticed that. Yeah, I've done that. That's something, yeah, I know, so. Yes, so it's something that we both are working on ourselves. (laughs) Yes,
0: okay, so back to the kids. Uh, Something that I really would like to talk about as a teacher is what's really important if you know your child is distracted is to uh, eliminate the distractions during homework time. So I recommend having a space... Uh, where the kids always do their homework. It doesn't necessarily have to be a separate room. Uh, it could be the dining room table, but if it is the dining room, kind of make sure that noise is at a minimum because if they hear their, their brother and sister playing and the TV's on, it's very hard for kids to focus. So what's really important is trying to remove all of those distractions. Maybe just set an hour a day wherever this is the quiet time in this room or you're not allowed to come in here while Johnny is doing his homework so that he can just get it done. Exactly. And also, I was going to mention
1: internal distractions, meaning processed foods, like having a lot of oh, sugar. Oh,
0: yes.
1: Because um, it is hard to expect anybody, I'm not even going to say children, mm-hmm. to focus and not be distracted if they are on a sugar rush. Yes. So um, I know for me, for example, if I go to Starbucks and get those caramel macchiatos, those iced caramel macchiatos, so delicious. But yeah, I'm on a sugar high afterwards, and I'm distracted. And then you crash afterwards, too. Exactly. So um, making sure that you decrease or eliminate processed foods and really sugary snacks. Mm -hmm. Um, I once worked with a little girl, and... Um, her snack was whipped cream with gummy bears in it. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> and so, because um, that was her preferred thing to eat, and it was very hard to get her to focus, as you can imagine. Yes. Uh, to do the things that we needed to do together, so we had to change her snack when I was with her in the afternoon. And I understand that her parents wanted to give her a treat, but at a different time, not when you are expected to learn or do your homework mm-hmm. or do your chores. That, I feel, is like setting your child up to fail if you are feeding them a lot of sugar um, and then expecting them to be able to focus.
0: I agree. And so there's a lot of healthy options out there. Carrot sticks, peanut butter. You can do veggies and dip. So a piece of toast. There's just a lot of different things that that kids can eat as an after-school snack. And then maybe as a reward for finishing their homework, they can have the handful of the of their preferred treat treat is. But I would recommend having that be after homework so that they can better focus.
1: Exactly. So thank you everyone for listening to this podcast and make sure that if you have something to share with us that you jump on the email or into our Facebook group and share with us and we are so excited that we are building this community. Yes, thank you. Have a great day everyone.
0: Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. To contact Sandy and Morgan, check out happyhousefamilies.com or email at happyhousefamilies at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out their Facebook page to join the community. If you like the podcast, be sure to rate us. It helps the show be discovered more easily and help more people.